This is a HeadGum Podcast. In 86, Anna Martin wrote the first book of what became a cult. Now it's time for Babysitter's Club Um, Let me tell you about my morning tanner. Yeah, I guess. Yeah. I could take I could take like the just a smidgen more enthusiasm. Could you, Jack? Could you use more enthusiasm? Yeah, I could. Just a little worried over here, but go ahead. Go, you do your thing. No, I was saying I could use some more enthusiasm from you to tell you this tale. I guess I'm just I. Okay, yeah. Here I'm excited to hear it. Go okay. ahead. That's the smidgen I asked for, I guess. Yeah, I'm just a little worried. I'm a little worried. But what you are you ahead. worried about? No, you do your thing. No, no, you tell me what you're worried about because I won't no, be able no, to focus. No, 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 no I'm not going to be able to focus on my fun thing if you've got something that you're worried about. <clears throat> Let's just get it out of the way. Well, Jack, you know what? You know what I'm. You, frankly, you know what I'm worried about. What? Ankle closure glaucoma. Excuse. Oh yeah. You ever you heard don't of wanna, that? Yeah, I've heard of it. It's hereditary. Yeah. You can get it from a grandparent, but you know what, Jack? It can happen what? to anyone. Yeah, at any moment. Any time. At any moment. And now this is something I'm worried about. Yes. All the time. Constantly, you should. It's be. all I've been thinking about since yeah. I read this text this morning. Starts with a headache. Starts with a headache, and then you throw up twice. Mm-hmm. And then, and then you're blind for the rest of your life. That's it. The sun goes out. So this is just a fun thing that I'm fucking constantly thinking about now and constantly worried about now. Yeah. How's your head? Every time I get a headache, yeah. I'm going to be like, this is it. I better like it. take in all the sights I can right now. Oh, man. And you know what Deb says? This is the fucking brutal thing. This is what Deb says, and this is what's going to stick with me forever. She says, I don't even remember what the last thing I saw was. Right. It happened so fast that I don't even remember. What the last thing I saw was right, brutal. Thanks, Anne. Next time, next time I get a headache, I'm just gonna immediately pull up like Sonic the Hedgehog hentai. <laughs> that's what you want the last thing you see to be. I just feel like that's a. It's gonna stick I, in your brain. Yeah, I guess. I it's just like very I want to. I want to go out in a blaze. You know, <laughs> that's good. That's what uh, what's his face Dylan Thomas was talking about. Sonic the Hedgehog hentai. I will not yeah. go gently. Rage, into... rage against the dying of the light. Wow. Uh, I did not know that. Yeah. Um, there's some things they don't teach you in English class. Yeah. Anyway, you had a fun anecdote you are going to get into. No, it's not fun. I had a shitty morning. Okay. Um, did you, uh, I'm sorry. Did you contract angle closure glaucoma? Not that I know of. I was looking after my child this morning uh, while my wife was sleeping. and uh, Dead beat. I decided that it would be a good time to install. Sarah, I was joking. <laughs> I'm leaving that in. <laughs> Sarah, I was joking. <laughs> I decided it would be a good time to install the bidet okay. that I have. Because yep. you just moved. Because I just moved into a new house. Yeah. So I put the child down and began unscrewing the water to my toilet, which I okay. had, had you didn't turn it off first, though, huh? During the course of it, I badly injured my hand. Okay, can I see? I don't see. I don't see an injury. Do you mean the the little red speck? Oh come on! Deeply painful, bleeding uh-huh. from my hand. Water starts spraying everywhere, and it sprays. It's completely soaking me. Yeah. But it also sprays onto a spider that is in the bathroom. Sure, Texas. So I need immediately need to drop everything and rescue the spider. Oh right, vegan. Gosh, what a 
<laughs> don't worry about the soaking wet child. He seemed fine. What a perfect storm. I picked up the spider, opened the door, threw him outside, and as I did it, my cat escaped. <laughs> <laughs> New home. So it's, Well, he's also not allowed out. Okay. So The boy, though, is fine? The boy is fine. A little he wet. Put. No, I had to pick him up because he can't leave the child. Yeah. So I ran in my boxer shorts uh-huh. <laughs> out of the house. Yeah. Bleeding from my hand, holding the child under one arm <laughs> into my new neighbor's yard. It's like our second day in this house. It's like <laughs> a Mr. Bean sketch. Finally captured the cat, like sprinting after him. Finally captured him, bare feet, boxer shorts, running through the neighborhood, soaking wet, and just like walked back to the house. Oh, I also screamed at the top of my lungs. Fox! <laughs> and I assume that woke Sarah up. I think it probably woke the neighbors. It was like 6.30. And uh, as I was walking back to the house with a child under one arm and the cat under another arm, some neighbors just walked by like this old couple and they just looked at me and they were like, you look like you got your hands full. Yeah. <laughs> and I was just like, ah. yeah. it's a living. <laughs> Welcome to the neighborhood. Yeah. Anyway, that's my life. Great. Drove yeah. property values down. <laughs> I imagine. <laughs> Taylor, you want to talk about this novel? Um, what a nightmare life you have. Seems like it all could have been averted if you just had shut off the water to your toilet. I tried to. Yeah. It's if hard I could, to if, if I could turn back time, yeah. that's what we would do. Clockwise, babies and gentlemen. If you ever want to shut off the water to your toilet, it's clockwise. Clockwise. Except probably in Australia. Who knows? Who knows? Um, also, get a bidet. Yeah, we've we've talked before on the show about the benefits of the bidet it cleans you off a lot better it leaves your your behind silky smooth and uh so clean you could eat off of it mm-hmm. and yeah. often do do you like having your bottom clean if the answer to that is yes get a bidet they're really cheap you can get one for like 60 bucks okay but first i'd like to introduce the show hi hi and welcome to the babysitter's club club wow. i'm your host jack shepherd and I'm Tanner Greenring. And every week we talk about a new novel in the great sitter's cycle by the hand that shakes. She is the princess of the Prince of Towns, Saint Annabelle Matthews Martin, stormborn soul skinner, mother of clocks and bane to bats, the first of her name, the last of her kind, and the last hope for humankind. This week, Baby Nation, we're going to be talking about a little book called Babysitter's Club Number 118, Christy Thomas, Dog Trainer. Um, it was a weird one. G C D S F. Good, clean, dog sitting fun. Yeah, and just messy, dirty babysitting badness. Badness. Yeah, yeah. yeah. A lot Real of mix. Yeah. A lot of D. Would you say dirty, bad, dirty? A lot of B D B S. Yeah. yeah. Oh. This. What? Oh. You okay? Oh. Jack, are you okay? Oh, Baby Nation. Ha- Jack just clutched his chest. Something's happening. He looks like he's in pain. Jack, are you okay? Do you want me to call the paramedics? Yeah, because... Siri? Hey, Siri? (laughs) Austin paramedics. Oh, shit. Siri, never mind. (laughs) What do you mean, never mind? I'm having a fucking thack attack, Tanner. (laughs) Siri was genuinely thought it was an emergency. Siri was like, you know what? For once, I'm actually going to do this. This seems real. You're having a thack attack, huh? Yeah. Mm Mm-hmm. Um, Jack, if you had to choose uh-huh. any one ghostwriter to write a book about taking care of dogs, yeah, 
taking bringing in a in a, a seeing eye dog and training it. Which which Ghost Rider would you choose? Well, after would you choose El- Alan Miles, the the like Queen of Bummers. Would you choose yeah. the Entity, the Queen of Death? Would you choose Pete, kind of the jokester? Yeah, the trickster god Pete, Suzanne, who's kind of like a, an everyman, mm-hmm. an every Anne, an every Anne. Mm-hmm. Or would you uh, would you pick Nola Thacker? Who is literally... Did you pick a known sentient dog? A dog, as far as we know. We surmise. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Um, well, not There's only... a lot of evidence in this book about Nola's I think with the dog. Oh, I'm universe. super excited to, to dig into that. But I also think that Nola has, like... Nola has fucking lost it. Like, when we were first getting to know Nola, she did that, that book that was um, Christy and the Worst Kid Ever. Uh-huh. That was very much about, like, communing with dogs. And we, it felt like it, it, like it was like, oh, this makes sense. Nola's right. a dog. She's writing about this kind of from a dog's point of view. Yeah. This book, she's just like too far gone. She's forgotten that these books are supposed to be about girls. Right. It's funny. It sounds like you're um, introducing a, a segment. Does it? Yeah. Okay. Will care to enlighten us? Yeah, yeah, yeah. It sounds like you're introducing... What keep Nola, 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 Nola? What keep Nola, 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 Nola? Come on, the Nola Thacker moment. <laughs> is it? Is it Kid Rock? Uh, Limp is Kid. Oh, no. Yeah. You know, there's a reason that we like have a consultation process before we decide officially on a segment song. So the it's, Nola and moment, it's so that we avoid Limp is Kid. The Nola moment is the moment in every book where we realize that we could we not have been reading a book written by a sentient human. <laughs> a sentient dog, specifically Nola Thacker. Jack, did you have a Nola moment this week? Yeah, I did. Yeah. I, didn't re- I didn't prepare for this, but I definitely did have a Nola moment. Can I read it to you? It's like the first yeah. chapter. Yeah, there's a few, so go ahead. <laughs> the moment Shannon got close to Scout, this is a dog, of course, Scout said, you're the boss. I'm friendly. Don't hurt me. How did she say that? In dog language, of course. <laughs> okay, Nola. <laughs> okay, Nola. I was like, oh, this is a Nola book. <laughs> yeah. Um, so the the, the Christie and, and the Thomases, Thomas Brewers, adopt a, a seeing eye dog, a puppy. Mm-hmm. The first like three chapters are just, it's like all dog. Yeah. Thanks to Shannon and Mallory, I'd read many books, including two by dog trainers at a monastery, the Monks of New Skeet. Which Shannon had lent me. Plus another one supplied by Mallory, written by a dog trainer named Carol Leigh Benjamin. Yeah. Who was also a children's book writer. I like Okay, the, Nola. Yeah. Hey Nola. Nola, tell me about this um fictional author you invented who's yeah. a dog who writes about dogs and who writes children books. Yeah, and you know what else, Nola? Normally we say a children's book writer. Who also writes books about dogs. Yeah. The, nobody puts the dog book writer first. Tell me more about this fantastic character you've invented, Nola. Yeah. Who does both. Who does both of those things. Um, and also, I love that Nola is like, she's like, oh, Jesus, I just did like three chapters on dogs. And now I've got to talk about these girls. What do girls do? What do girls do? Um, uh, she's read five books on dog training. <laughs> <laughs> including one by monks yeah <laughs> she went to a monastery where they trained she dogs the, she read the ancient texts and like studied training. at their feet for 10 years in silence <laughs> and Ra's al Ghul finally sent her down from the mountain yeah <laughs> uh, did Ra's al Ghul send him down or did he leave early 
Um, I think Ra's al Ghul. Well, it's, I think in the movie, the monastery catches on fire. Okay. When he's coming back from the summit to get the flower. Right. So. Woo! Speaking it's, of Batman movies, Jack. Yeah. Should we describe this novel? Yep. <laughs> I do have something more about Batman movies. Though. Oh, really? I just thought you were doing the literal world's worst segue. I was like, all right, well. <laughs> we should describe the novel because my Batman thing is pretty deep lore to, to this text. <laughs> Why do you have another Batman thing? Oh, it's Deb, man. It's Deb. Deb. Dangerous it's her, Deb. It's her wild energy. Yeah, I want to talk a lot about that. Yeah, she reminds me of a specific Batman character. Wow. Okay. Well, I can't wait to get into that. Should we describe the novel and then we'll talk you a should, little bit maybe. about its you main should. character, yeah, Deb? Yeah, okay. Then I'm gonna put sixty seconds on this big bad clock, and you'll describe the novel as well. Okay. How about I describe this book? Yeah. Okay. I'm gonna begin now. When a harried and overworked businesswoman named Christy Thomas meets a rambunctious puppy named Scout, no one expects it to be love at first sight. But Scout's warmth, patience, and play... Hey, love at first bite. <laughs> okay, good. Worth it? Worth interrupting me? I just, it's a, I just saw the pun. Okay. But Scout's warmth, patience, and playful spirit wins the day as Christy begins to see that there is more to life than holding meetings, finding clients, and making money. This heartwarming tale about... More like heartwarming. <laughs> yes! Good, Jack. <laughs> You're getting it, man. You're picking it up. <laughs> this heartwarming tale about an unlikely pair who each grow in different ways as they learn to care about each other would be the perfect novel to snuggle up with when you need to feel better about the world if it weren't for the fact that it is also primarily about an 11-year-old who is angry at the universe because she was literally blinded out of nowhere. Christy Thomas, dog trainer. That's Nailed it. In the book? Yeah, isn't Christy it? Thomas, dog trainer. Yeah. Just a real weak title. <laughs> wow. Okay. Yeah, you know Christy what? Thomas, it is. I'm a dog trainer. And it's also, this is a thing about, this is a th- thing that I'm saying about Nola Thacker. It's like, no, this novel should be called Deb Cooper Struggles with just, Blindness. Jackie, I went to the cover of this book to make sure, you know what? Karis? Wow. Karis! All right, Can you get in here, Karis. We're gonna, we need you. If heaven and hell she, she here? Singing? She's, she's doing it. Okay. And you don't depict a scene from the page of the book. If there's no one beside you and your soul involved, I will swallow you into the dark. And now said, uh, uh, swallow me down. Uh, uh, and that's, that's that, that love, love and sound. sound. So I went to this cover. First of all, I'd like to tell the Baby Nation what just happened there. We are inside a segment called Swallow You Into the Dark, where we talk about the insane book covers of Babysitter's Club art director Hodges Swallow. This week, we're talking about Hodges' cover for this book, as you might imagine. Tanner, now you may continue. The title's week, and Jack is right. It is called Christy Thomas, comma, Dog trainer. Dog trainer. Mm-hmm. You look at this cover, Jack. Yeah. Christy is, is it, first of all, she doesn't look like any Christy depiction I've ever seen. Yeah. She's stooped over Scout, petting him. Mm-hmm. There's a man on the right side of the page. I mm-hmm. I don't know who this character is supposed to be. 
He has a seeing eye dog of his own. Uh-huh. This is maybe someone who's introducing the text. I don't remember. It could have been that guy who was mentioned literally in like one paragraph at the very end of the book. Yep. And then most of the, I would say five, six of the frame is dead space. It's just like this forest scene. Well, here's the thing. I think that this is referring to a passage where Chrissy Thomas is walking through her neighborhood and uh, with the dog and runs into another a, a man walking his seeing eye dog. Okay. And they have a brief conversation. But what Hodges has done here is more or less faithfully depicted that, except in Hodges's view, they're lost in a forest. <laughs> And the forest is most of the frame. Yeah. He really wanted to he really wanted to depict how isolated they were. Yeah. In this like huge forest. Because it's mostly negative space. Yeah. Jack, can I read you a passage? Please. <clears throat> in case you think it's easy to squeeze <laughs> all of those people plus one dog in a butterfly costume into a photograph, it's not. It reminded me of the stunt in which as many people as possible try to squeeze into a phone booth. But we finally did it. It's a great photograph. Karen has her mouth open, talking. David, Michael, and Andrew are laughing at what she's saying. Watson and Mom have their arms linked, and Emily Michelle is resting on Nani's hip. Charlie has his eyes closed, and Sam has one hand raised as if he's about to wave. Deb is standing there, too, between her parents, who are smiling, each resting a hand on one of her shoulders. Yeah. Jack, what is that? Jack, the passage I just read, what does that sound like to you? There is a technical term for what that sounds like, and I have written it down also because it stuck right out at me. Technical term, Tanner, is Hodges bait. <laughs> that's Hodges bait. That's Hodges bait. Hey, that's, Hodges. That's Hodges. That's when Anne or Nola or Anne drove or, down the lane. Yeah. <laughs> and then, like, midcourt did yeah. just a beautiful bounce pass. <laughs> But Nola's in deep coverage. Yeah. So she's dribbling. She's looking for an open man. She sees you right under the net. (laughs) And she finds an opening, and she gets that ball to you. And you are wide open. Every man is on Nola. You just have, like, nothing but empty air between you and the basket. Yeah. And then you just, like, bend down and, like, tie your shoe. (laughs) The ball, like, bounces off into the... Out of you're like You sift through your like painting collection. You find like a, a practice painting of a forest, and you're like, I could probably paint Christie on this. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> or the, the scholastic lawyers were like, we need to make sure that he doesn't go off message this time. We're going to button this up. It's a family portrait with literally everyone in it. Just like yeah. package it up. Here you go, Hodges. And Hodges is just like, it's got a Christy. dog. He's wearing a butterfly costume. It's going to be very cute, Hodges. Yeah. And Hodges is just like, Christie's lost in the woods. A man. A man is there. I see a man. The only man who can help her is blind. <laughs> Good. Cut and print. And then and then he's written at the top here, Christie is a dog's best friend. <laughs> <laughs> I thought, Jack, I legitimately thought you were only halfway done saying whatever you were going to say. <laughs> no, that's what he's written. And he's like, then he's like, all right, sign my name to that one. Wait, wait for the next one. What's the next one? Stacy, uh, Stacy's ex-boyfriend. Can't wait for that. It's gonna be Stacy's lost in the woods. Hodges, you did, <laughs> you did shoddy work this week, and you lost the game for for all of us. I love what Hodges has done here. <laughs> you would. Now I have, I have no idea what Deb looks like. Yeah, no, no one does. What about you? Describe the book. Oh, boy. 
Yeah. Oh, boy. You think, huh? Yeah, I think so. I'm going to put 60 seconds on this big bad clock that I happen to have handy. Okay. And during those 60 seconds, I would like for you to describe every single thing that has happened in this novel. Nah. You ready? I said nah. I know, but we're doing it. Okay. Ready? Let me look over my notes. You vamp while I do that. Okay. Why? I just want to I'm gonna make sure I get it all. Go ahead, vamp, vamp for me. Okay, but... Call all this out, but like, you go ahead and vamp. I am. I will vamp. This novel, Baby Nation, uh, while Tanner prepares to describe it in detail, is a fascinating exploration of the different paths that people can right. take No, in I life. think that too. No, I'm vamping. So the, yeah, I think the, the different paths people can take is okay. an interesting thing to kind of dive into. Yeah, okay. Well, you th- let's explore that a little bit. Okay, after you describe this novel, I'm going to put 60 seconds on this big bad clock, Tanner. You thought that that was going to get me off topic? Yeah, but like, let me look over. Like, go ahead and vamp for a little bit. No, I'm going to hit start now. Go. Watson Brewer is bored, even though he's the CEO of a fucking insurance company <laughs> that makes millions of dollars. He's like, I have plenty of free time. I'm going to adopt and train a seeing eye dog. And everyone's very excited about that, including Christy and the Babysitter's Club. He adopts this dog. It's called Scout. It's a little baby chocolate lab. It's very cute. It doesn't know how to do anything. It's got a very wiggly butt, and it just wants to kiss and play. But Christy and Watson need to be very disciplined with it so that it learns how to be a good-seeing eye dog for a visually impaired person in the future. Meanwhile, conveniently, a, a girl named Deb is back from blind leave i don't know what you call it she went blind because of an illness glaucoma and suddenly is blind and she's very bitter about it and very angry and all the babysitters club try to like break her out of her blind shell and like get her back into like normal society and they fail and they mostly fail and time and time yeah it's real intense um what what is Anne up to like I know we're nearing the end of the series now. Yeah. But Anne didn't used to just blind people. She yeah, she's just blinding people now and she's it's it's maniacal because at the end there's all these caveats about how eventually she'll be old enough to have a seeing eye dog of her own. She's she's the girl's age. She's like 13. Yeah, the, and the dog the, here's here's the fucking craziest thing about this book. The dog track, the seeing eye dog track of this book and the Newly blind 11-year-old yeah. track of this book never meet. No, they can't because the, you have to be 16 to have a seeing-eye dog. Right. And so they just... And that's, that's like Anne's Deb, like... Deb and Scout don't yeah. meet in this novel. No, no, that's no. That's fucking bananas. That, like, Nola wrote a book where she was like, I've got one main character that I'm going to introduce. And that is Scout. an 11-year-old who has been struck blind. I've got a second new character I'm going to introduce. I went down to the Leviathan. He gave me one of his little black marbles. He told me I could introduce a new character. That is a seeing eye dog. A seeing eye dog named Scout. Guess what? They never fucking meet. Right. That's insane. What the hell? You go down, you ask the Leviathan, can I introduce a new character? He's like, sure, no problem. Here's a black marble. Yeah. I don't think he says it like that, but yeah. You ask the Leviathan again, can I ask, can I introduce a new another new character and you like you get no response and, it, and you're like what yeah. if it's a dog and the, the leviathan's like fine i'll give you a second character normally i don't do this but you're gonna have to take something from the first character oh take yeah. her eyes take her yeah. eyes 
no, take it was her like, eyes. No, it was like, I have this idea for a book. It's about this like this like carefree 11-year-old girl who's like really interested in art. And yeah. then also there's a dog. And he's like, she, she's a uh, she's a super crow, Matt. Yeah, yeah, she, yeah, yeah. <laughs> She can see color better than anyone in the world. Yeah. Yeah. And, and it kind makes, of her, makes her so happy. Yeah. It makes her so happy. <laughs> and she, there's like a super chromat contest yeah. in Leviathan's like, all right. Yeah. All right. Yeah. Little Miss Super Chromat. That was the original title of the book. Yeah. Little Miss Super Chromat and Christy. And Leviathan's like, all right, you may have one black marble. And Nola goes back and starts writing. She's like, shit, I forgot to ask about the dog. She goes back. She's like, uh, oh, also, sorry, Leviathan, I know you're busy, but um, kind of want to do have a dog, too, a puppy, new character. And he's like, fine. You may, but first you need to take something from the first character. And, and she's like, sure, sure, no marble. problem. I'll take her. She won't be able to have, uh, she won't be able to have maybe like her paintbrush. It'll be hard. And he's like, no, take her eyes. Take her eyes. And give take them her to eyes. Me. Yeah, and show me when you've passed the Bring marble. Them to me. <laughs> yeah, so that's the process. Yeah. That's kind of the writing process. Brutal. Yeah. Fucking no. We got it done. Yeah, we got it done. We got the book done. It was well, good. Good book. Yeah, good stuff. I think that, and I and Nola, I think did something fairly interesting um, with what she was given. In that she like, given that she could couldn't have the because like now she's got two different books, right? She's not going to have the the. Ne- the carefree dog meet the bitter girl. No, um, yeah. But so she's created these two parallel tracks with these characters who don't meet, but in some ways are opposites to each other, right? The dog, Scout, is studying at obedience school, is right. being trained, is learning to be obedient, um, is searching for meaning, is searching for who he can be and is searching to actualize. Who he's Deb, bred to be. Who he's as bred they to say be. over yeah. and over again. In this he's, on, he's on a track that fate has set for him that involves obedience. I think it's a she. Let's not misgender the dog. Okay, fine. She's on a track that fate has set for her that uh, involves obedience, that involves following the law, um, that involves socialization. In the meantime, Deb is on the opposite track. She's chaos. Oh, then this this comes back to my my pre description point. Yeah, about this character that um I would love to get into. Yeah, as soon as we take a break. Okay, fine. You say goodbye. 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 You know who Deb? Welcome back. You know who Deb really reminded me of in some of these scenes? No, is um Jack Nicholas. Jack Nicholas. That the golfer, yeah, Jack Nicholas, Golden Bear. Uh huh. Yeah, he's a really great golfer from his a different era of golf. You know, the, the like kind of eighties. Yeah, maybe into the early nineties. A it's little. It's like pre Tiger Woods. You know, before he revolutionized the game. Right. Yeah. Kind of a post Ben Hogan, but pre modern era. <laughs> yeah, we're talking before Phil Mickelson, before VJ Singh. Uh huh. Uh huh. Yeah. You know, before like the technology for drivers, it kind of took a lot of the the real skill out of the game, right? You know, so his depiction of the Joker in nineteen eighty nine Tim Burton movie, uh-huh. the Batman, the Batman, yeah, yeah, yeah. That's who Deb reminded you of, yeah, yeah. There's like with her kind of like wild maniacal energy, like yeah. the scene specifically where like he has the surgery and he's like, like mirror. Oh yeah, and they're like, sir, you don't want to. Mirror. There's like one scene in particular here. Let me find it. Uh, 
Do you have to wear, I mean, the sunglasses? Marianne asked carefully. Ignoring the question, Deb said, It doesn't matter what I look like. It's not my problem. I don't have to look at me. I can't see me. I can't see anything, she began to laugh. <laughs> where, was, where was Mrs. Cooper? Marianne glanced towards the door and then said desperately, trying to stop the edgy laughter that was coming from Deb. Have a cracker, Deb. Don't, don't you at least want a cracker? <laughs> Deb pushed back from the table. Polly doesn't want a cracker. <laughs> she stood up and the chair went over with a crash. I don't need a cracker. I don't need a babysitter. I can take care of myself. I can. I can. I can. This fucking character, man. And they don't, like, they don't even fix her. They don't even try. Like the end no, of the she's book, still pretty like the end of the book. They're like, like twisted. Deb's still fucking mad. Yeah, Th- that's it. They're like on the on the bright side. The puppy's pretty cute. It's probably going to end up like passing seeing eye dog school. Right, Deb. She's furious with the world. She's furious and like it's pretty dark. She's like it's so dark. It's so fucking dark. Um, she like, walks a- out into traffic. She's oh trying to God. go to the video store on her own. She walks out into traffic. This is like the big, the big scene. And and normally in a BSC book, like this scene would be like a learning moment where it's like, oh, that's when the that's when the kid learned that like her anger was at herself, and Christy helped her figure it out, and like whatever. But right. this like nothing. She just she walks out into traffic. Which, by the way, Christy, I love you. You're my favorite babysitter. I would hire you to babysit my child. But when you're babysitting a blind girl. And she walks out into traffic. That's a that's a massive babysitting faux pas. Yeah, and then you don't say anything. Yeah, and then you don't say anything. That's like the one nice moment. Deb's like, "Don't tell my parents." And Christy's yeah. like, "It'll be our little secret." It's like, no, yeah, you're fucking right. Because you get sued. Yeah, like you're looking after a newly blind girl. Right, and you let her leave the house, and you let her wander into t- fucking traffic, and also like, what is she, they live on a highway? Yeah, it seems like it. <laughs> but then she, she like wanders out into traffic, and Chrissy goes and like catches her, and she's yeah. like, "Come on, Deb, like let's get back to the curb." And she's oh, like, God, let, them, yeah. "Let them hit me." It's so dark. I, the Leviathan man. That's what it is. Because Nola's not normally like that. Nola sometimes writes about like troubled kids, right? But it's like Lou, who like had a, a tough upbringing, but learned you know like learned to control her temper, and like and it's it's never going to be easy for her. But like she's shown her bright side. But this like the the Leviathan was like. Take all of her joy. When you take her eyes, take all of her joy. And no, it like don't take her joy, just corrupt it. Oh yeah, turn it. Yeah, twist it. Twist yeah. it. She's smiling. Here's yeah, a fucking laughing. Here's the thing that Deb says uh, fairly early on. Uh, Hi, Deb. I said. Then I added, "It's me, Christy." Deb raised her hand to touch her dark glasses and said, "Duh, come in." And since it's polite to ask, I continued, "How are you?" Wrong question. Scowling, Deb replied, blind, thank you. <laughs> that is kind of a good joke, though. <laughs> yeah, I guess so, but it's so fucked up. That's what she's like, Baby Nation. That's what Deb... I like Deb. I think Deb is cool as hell. I like Deb. She's got a real weird energy. She's. I call it dinosaur energy. And, like, I don't know if you noticed this, but yeah, her... Explain ha- that. Well, because her... She is described constantly alongside references to dinosaurs in right. this house. Like right. 
Like right after that moment that I just read, the following sentence occurs. Jed came bounding into the hall. We got a new playset. It has a sliding board shaped like a dinosaur. What does that mean, sliding board? Who fucking knows, man? But it's like these dinosaurs, and we know that- 1930? Yeah, sliding sliding board? board? Yeah, what the fuck is that? And also, Jed? Jed? (laughs) Uh Uh-oh. Something weird is going on here. Something's weird. What is, what's their last name? The Coopers? The Coopers. Well, we know that dinosaurs in these novels, like, it's a faction. Yeah. And and when people are aligned with dinosaurs or dinosaur adjacent, what that what we think that means is it's neither good nor bad. It's chaotic. Right, right, right. Yeah, yeah, yeah. We've discussed that before. A lot like Jack Nicklaus's famous The Joker. I mean, I guess, like, he's probably bad. And but his, his wild drives. His animus. Oh, yeah. Oh, my you God. You could never tell where those things were going. But, man, whoo, yeah. did they sail. Yeah, get him on the back nine, you know? Right. Yeah, and, exactly. Uh, smooth sailing. Hey, you give him a par three, he's all over the map. You give him a par five, yeah. ooh, boy, Uh-oh. watch yeah. your backs, VJ Singh. Am I right? <laughs> Why do you know so much about golf? I'm just saying golf terminology. <laughs> <laughs> you seem like you really follow it. <laughs> Just, I've dabbled. Yeah, just a real big fan of uh, Jack Nicklaus, huh? You say his name weird, Nicklaus. Okay, well, Nicholas. Nicholas. Just call um, him the Golden Bear. But yeah, so that's what I think it is. I think it's dinosaur energy. Like that's like that's the fact. Dinosaur energy is good, and it's a yeah. kind of energy I wish I had more of in my life. I don't, because you'd be like laughing maniacally and shit. That sounds. I want that. I want to keep people guessing. Mm-hmm. You know. I want to keep people on their back foot. People are like, how are you? And you're like, blind, thank you. Oh, <laughs> what? <Yeah. laughs> they would react like Ben thing. Hobart in that one scene in this. <laughs> Let me just find that fucking scene. Oh, yeah, Ben Hobart. Maybe Nation, Ben Hobart is back. Do we take it out of the outro? Yeah, I think we take it out of the outro. They put him back. I'm going to look for this passage, and you explain that Ben Hobart's back. Um, ben Hobart is back. We, Baby Nation, you, uh, you along with us, have been deeply worried about Ben Hobart. Uh, for, for a while, he was dating Mal, and then he just dropped right out of these books, and Mal is cavorting with uh, every boy at fucking SMS, as far as I can see. And it's not a, not a peep out of Ben Hobart, but out of nowhere, in this weird-ass book, Ben Hobart, and there's no, like... There's no fucking reason why Ben Hobart should be in this book. He feels yeah. totally shoehorned in. Right. He's just like, like it's like a harebrained plan they have early on that that makes no sense, even for like a bad BSC plan. Yeah. Where like they're like, what do we do about this girl who just lost her eyesight a week ago and is un- is understandably angry and confused and scared? And they're like, next time when you babysit, bring just, Ben Hobart let's, over. Let's parade. Yeah. <laughs> Every sitting sitter charge we have yeah. in front of her. Let's just bring them round so they can like gawk at her. For what? For what? Like yeah, that's my passage here. Yeah. <laughs> Hi, Dave. Said Ben. It's Ben Hobart and James. Uh, we're on our way to the park, and Marianne thought you might like to come along. We're going too. Patsy chimed in. As each person spoke, Dev's head jerked towards the sound. Then she seemed to shrink into her chair as if she wanted to disappear. After a long moment of waiting for Deb to speak, Jake said, We're going to go play soccer. Then Deb spoke. (laughs) I'll make a deal, she said sarcastically. I'll come play with you if everyone wears a blindfold. (laughs) That'll make it even. I saw Claudia's eyes widen, and then I heard Ben mutter, Whoa. (laughs) 
And that's what I want, Jack. I want that dinosaur energy. I want yeah. every time I talk, someone in the room to go, whoa. whoa. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> hey, Tanner, just wanted to see if you want to play like some pickup basketball. Okay, yeah, I'll make you yeah. a deal. I'll do it. Cut off your feet. Yeah. <laughs> Cut off your feet. <laughs> whoa. <laughs> yeah. All right, man. <laughs> That's that dinosaur energy. That's that dinosaur energy. Deb's dinosaur energy. I hope she comes back. I hope she comes back too. She there was a there was a light at the end of the tunnel for her baby nation at the end of this book. She was she was looking a bit better. She was smiling. She was being more social. She was way into the idea of having a seeing eye dog eventually. Yeah. So I think there's hope for Deb, and I hope she comes back. We're 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 rooting for you, Deb. You seem like a cool fucking character. You uh. Thanks to Nola and Anne, they they set you right on your back foot. Sudden sudden unexpected blindness is a real thing to to put on somebody. But no, yeah, Nola a real and thing Anne I'm worried about. Yeah, yeah. At some point, they'll like, be worried about for the rest. Could of happen life. to anyone at yeah. any moment. Anne makes a fucking point of that. You know what else Anne fucking makes a point of? Tell Avoiding me. the shit in the happy reading. <laughs> no, she like talks about like seeing. No, she does, yeah, she? that's exactly right. Here's what she fucking says in her happy reading. Dear reader, in Christy Thomas' dog trainer, Christy's family takes on a big responsibility when they agree to train a guide dog. Training any pet is a big responsibility. It takes a lot of patience. Happy reading. <laughs> it's about a girl who goes blind, Anne. Yeah, hey, Anne. <laughs> I have a complex for the rest of my life about acute onset glaucoma or whatever yeah. it was called. Uh, well, maybe uh, you can use what Anne calls the three Ps. Practice, perseverance, and patience. For what, Jack? Well, I don't know. Uh, when I go blind? Yeah. It's also, there's no exclamation point. She's left off the exclamation points in a while. It's just happy reading. Happy reading. Happy reading. Also, a girl is struck blind. <laughs> live with that. Live, w- live with it. Young girls of America, live with that. Yeah. Maniac. Did you see what Claudia was wearing this week, Tanner? <laughs> <laughs> Claudia's closet. You didn't do any of the stuff about who's that knocking on the door, what door. I know, but I just wanted to talk to you like man to man about what Claudia's wearing this week. I don't want whistles and bells. I know we got a segment for it. Like, did you catch it? Yeah, it was. She looked like a. An insane person, as usual. <laughs> Talk about dinosaur energy. As an artist, Claudia is often her own best canvas. Today, she was wearing spring on her sleeves, almost literally. Her ensemble included a giant Hawaiian print shirt worn over hot pink bicycle shorts, hot pink and lime green socks, and an ancient pair of formerly black Doc Martens that she had painted in swirls of electric color. She'd knotted a pink plastic flower into each shoelace and had pulled her hair back into another pink plastic flower. (laughs) Her earrings, which of course she'd made herself, were dangling sprays of tiny pink, green, and yellow beads. If it sounds blinding, it was. But on Claudia with her perfect skin, dark almond-shaped eyes, and straight black hair, it was also stunningly right. I just noticed that, Tanner. If it sounds blinding, it was. That is so fucking insensitive. That is really insensitive. Or maybe she's just trying to, like, shock Deb out of her blindness. It's like, what if I wear, like... No, maybe Claudia caused it? Jesus, yeah. (laughs) Claudia's like, have I gone too far? I'm wearing a Hawaiian shirt and I painted my shoes. <laughs> and Deb's like, oh. Deb's like, oh god, I have a headache. I have a headache. <laughs> 
And then she was struck blind. Uh, no, I don't think that's a coincidence. No, it can't be. If it sounds blinding, it was. It was. It's and all it's, in the it's, text. It's proven that it has blinded someone. Wow. Is what Christy means by that. Oh, brutal. It causes acute onset glaucoma. Ugh. I don't want this to ever happen. Or yeah. any of you. Or you, Jack. Or any of you in Baby Nation. Angle, closure, glaucoma. Yeah. In Baby Nation, if any of you is suffering from that, I sympathize. Yeah. And I guess let me know if you need help. Yeah. Maybe if you can train a seeing eye dog or something. Well, you can. The hope. The, Hodges has shown us. Sorry, I'm making noises. Hodges has shown us the way to uh, hope. Uh, go get lost in a forest. And uh, oh, sure. a very affable looking man, a uh, blind man with a seeing eye dog, will find you and he'll show you the way. Show you the way. Yeah. Just walk, just wander out into the woods like Christy. I think did. that's good advice for almost anyone. I think that is great advice. Really. Yeah. Wander the forest until an affable blind man finds you and shows you the way. Yeah. Nation. Yeah. You don't need to see to see. That's what right. he's going to say to you. Where we're going? Yeah. We don't we're need eyes. eyes. Yeah. Is that Event Horizon? Mm-hmm. Okay. <laughs> you say it a lot. <laughs> it's, a, it's a good line. Yeah. From a great movie. So, yeah. <laughs> what else have I got here? Oh, speaking of segments that I should introduce properly, but won't. I got segments on segments on segments. Did you catch what Jackie was up to this week? So, I just, is this your new thing? It's just not <laughs> introducing the segments correctly? Because we have make, segments and we have ways of introducing them. I want to make you do the work. And it feels like you're being subversive. And I, I just, don't really get why. Where we're going, we don't need eyes, Tanner. <laughs> Live a little. Live a little. Track and Jackie. Track and Jackie. Babies and gentlemen. We have to go back, Kate. We have to go back. Jack. Yeah. We have to go back. We have to go back. <clears throat> Did you catch this? Did you catch what Jackie got up to this week? I caught it, but it's your turn. Well, <laughs> it's not a turn. I don't have much. I don't have much to say about it except so we know the tracky that oh, Jack. So you're gonna make me do all the like fucking intellectual labor on this. I'm not gonna Instead make you preparing do... something. You just brought it up, and you're like, let's explore this together. <laughs> I have a theory, and as we know, Jackie Radowski when he has a accident actually blips in and out of time the yeah. accident he had this, this week known. to me didn't rise to the level of oh he lived another life i mean he probably did but it, i don't i'm not sure that we have enough information from it to know exactly what life he lived in another universe before he blipped back into the reality that it is stony brook new baby bees we will not tell you why you're bees and we're not going to explain this any further but here's Jackie what yeah slid into third base and somehow managed to peel the sole off his left cleat. He stuck his foot in the air and said, wow, look, as if he'd done something remarkable. In a way, I guess he had. I'd never seen anything like that happen before. I'd never seen anything like that happen before. That doesn't rise to the occasion of a track and Jackie for you, Jack. Well, I didn't... I, it's, I, it's, it's A, remarkable. It's remarkable. And B, something that's never happened. That's before. never happened before. I think that it's something that fucking like... It's like a ancillary danger of blipping out through universes like his fucking cleat got sliced off you just blow through your shoes well but like not that doesn't happen like his entire the entire bottom half of his shoe just came off all the cleats yeah yeah yeah. like he slipped he blipped out of this universe into another lived a life we don't know what it was and as he was 
as he was coming back, the fucking curtain came down between right. the universes. Almost took his foot off. Like, I think that in a different book, if they hadn't already front-loaded this book with, like, fucking terrible shit about, like, people without eyes, it would have been like, Jackie was just, like, rounding second and his foot came off. He would have lost, yeah. Hey, <laughs> here's an idea. Yeah. You want to play softball? Yeah. Cut off your feet. <laughs> oh. Whoa. <laughs> uh, I don't like dinosaur energy, Tanner. <laughs> you want a podcast with me, Jack? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Give me your eyes. <laughs> Woo. Woo. Um, so, kind of just tearing through segments, huh? We've well, got one more thing that so, I want to talk about. So, I guess you have one more thing? Yep. Okay. Is it a? Hurt of the week. No, baby's asleep, Jack. I'm in. I'm on the other side of the house. I'm in the east wing of my house. Oh, that's so cool. Yeah. I really like saying it. Baby Nation. Jack moved into a house that's shaped like a horseshoe. Yeah. And one. He's an east wing and a west wing. Yeah. And he's in the east wing, and the baby's asleep in the west wing. Yeah. And he can't hear you through the courtyard? No. Fuck no. Not that wow. baby. Yeah. That's cool, man. Yeah. Yeah. My that's... wife definitely heard it, because she's like 10 feet away at my tiny Brooklyn apartment. Yeah. That's not how we do it out of here in Austin. Tanner, did you have a burn of the week this week? Yeah. Um. Okay. I need a little bit more of that dinosaur energy from you, Tanner. Just then, Nani came into the room. We're getting another dog, I announced. So I heard, she answered. Obviously, the adults in our family had already discussed the issue. I'll talk it over with your brothers and sisters today, Watson said, and we can all discuss it at dinner. Needless to say, it's a family decision. I don't need to talk it over. As I said, you've got my vote, I reminded him. I thought I might. You know what? You're my favorite 13-year-old daughter. <laughs> Watson joked. <laughs> Good. Good. Yeah. Burn on Christy because she's his only thirteen year old. Yeah, that we know of. That we know of. Yeah, and th- in that case, that's a burn on Elizabeth. All his abandoned. <laughs> yeah, children that he's sired. Yeah. Good, good. Fi- finally, taking Christy Thomas down a peg. Did you have one? Yeah. Yeah. <clears throat> Mark Cooper is eight and Jed is four, and they are outgoing kids full of energy and ready for anything. Mark has dark curly hair and glasses and is a sturdy kid who is fond of sports and comic books. Jed, with lighter brown hair... Sturdy seems like a backhanded compliment. Just sturdy? <laughs> yeah. It's not Jed like is a, a sturdy kid. It's not a great way to describe someone. It's like, oh, like if you're... It's like you set someone up on a date. <laughs> What's he like? And they're like, oh, what's oh, he like? Uh, Tell me a little more about him before we get set up. Because, you know, I just, what, what's, what's, oh, he's uh, dark, he's, curly hair, sturdy, sturdy, sturdy. guy. <laughs> Solid. Yeah, sturdy. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> he's recently developed a fascination with puzzles and dinosaurs. Now I'm interested in this yeah. day. <laughs> now I'm fucking interested. Recently? Okay. Yeah. <laughs> Since the day was gray and drizzly, Marianne wasn't surprised to find Jed on the floor with pieces of a giant dinosaur puzzle. I'm telling you, man, dinosaur energy runs through this fucking house. I love it. Pieces of a giant dinosaur puzzle spread out around him. He was holding one piece in his hand. Don't tell me, he commanded as Marianne walked into the family room. Jed leaned forward and pressed the piece into place. See, I knew where it was supposed to go. 
Mark, who was sprawled on the sofa with a comic book, shook his head. I don't think so, he said. I think you got lucky. When you get eaten by a dinosaur, said Jed placidly, <laughs> you'll be sorry. <laughs> it's a good burn, but it's also surging with dinosaur energy. It's surging with that, that dinosaur energy. Like, uh, he escalated to fucking 11 yeah. with that shit. Like, his brother was like, oh, I think you got lucky. And he's like, I hope you get eaten by a fucking dinosaur. Out of yeah. nowhere, man. Whoa. 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 Yeah, exactly. <laughs> All right. If ben Hobart was in that room. You'll be sorry when you get eaten by a dinosaur. Mark. Whoa. <laughs> Good. Whew. The last thing I wanted to talk to you, Tanner. Yeah. About yeah. is Amber Theory. Okay. Our beloved Amber Theory, which is not a theory, it's a proven fact, which is that Anne, after book 10, uh, decided to, for her own nefarious and dark purposes. Amber Fact. Amber Fact. Yeah. Decided to, oh yeah, let's upgrade it. Let's upgrade it. I want to talk to you about Amber Fact. Yeah. And decided to trap these girls eternally in Amber so they never fucking age. Right. Including this young girl, Deb Cooper, who whom she has blinded. So I just wanted to read you this passage, which is, is also in some ways, I guess, could be a burn of the week from Watson on Christy. Okay. And then I'll read you another passage. Watson? Yes, Christy? Christy is worried about raising this fucking puppy. It's kind of like raising children, isn't it? I mean, trying to get it right and worrying that something you do will affect them forever. My voice trailed off. Would Watson think it was some kind of insult comparing raising dogs to raising children? But Watson was smiling. There are similarities, Christy. But I will say this. Puppies are a lot easier to potty train. So it's kind of a burn on... like Kind of a burn on Karen, really. Yeah. Oh, yeah, definitely. Because he raised Karen. Oh, yeah, he didn't raise Christy at and all. And Andrew. Yeah, good point. It's a burn on Karen and Andrew. Karen um, and Andrew don't know how to um, use the restroom properly. But so let me read you this passage at the end of the book. That's another interaction between Christy and Watson about the dog. Watson nodded. She'll be a fine guide dog someday. I felt a sudden pang. Scout was growing up so fast. In no time at all, it would be time for her to leave us. How could we give her up? My pride in her was mingled with a sudden sadness. I sighed. I wish she could be a puppy forever. Hey, I got news for you, Christy. I felt Watson glance at me. Then he patted my shoulder. I got news for you, Christy. This is the thing. She that can Christy, be. Anne puts in Christy's mind the same wish, right? Right. The same wish that Anne had. She's always trying to justify. Oh, I wish she could be a puppy forever. But remember that Christy has already explicitly compared raising dogs to raising children. And the fear... You know, it's interesting. Christy, like... Just to interject very quickly, yeah. this is not the only time in this novel that Christy, that Anne writes herself into this book through this avatar of Christy Thomas. Right. This is one thing. She says, I want to keep this puppy a puppy forever. And like, that's clearly like resonant of Anne. Yeah. But then at the end, the very end, the very last line of this book, Scout has a long way to go, just like Deb. But I know they're going to both make it. And maybe, maybe I'll raise other puppies for the foundation. And send them out into the world to make it a better place. I'll visit them too. Who knows? Maybe I'll even write a book about it. Yes. I. What is that? What is that? Because normally when you say that in this kind of book, it means that it's like that you did write it. Yeah. What do you like? And what are you saying? Are you saying you are you saying you put yourself and then coupled with this whole thing about making the puppies live forever? Yeah. Is this that's like a that's very much a like turn to face the camera moment. Yeah. Maybe I'll even. Write a book about it. Yeah. But what does that mean? You wrote this book? Yeah, Anne. I, 
That's fucking crazy. Yeah, I noticed that too. That was fucking bananas. But back to my point, the earlier point that Christy made to Watson about raising dogs being like raising children is in the context of this fear, this terrible fear that she has of doing something wrong and messing them up forever. Yeah. And so in this to me puts Amber Theory in an entirely new light where it's not just that they're repeating, like where she's like, Anne is like keeping them back from the horrors of adulthood. It's almost like she's repeating them because she's trying to get it right. She's oh, like, she's trying to make the perfect girls. Yeah. It's like the it's it's not just holding them back. It's like Groundhog Day. But the problem is like she can't like she can't account for like entropy. No, exactly, and that's why shit goes wrong. Like people and it are keeps going blind. Worse. Yeah, it keeps getting worse. She keeps trying. She it, this is what happens with time travel all the time. She they, you go back to the fucking Halloween hop, start again, clean slate, and then it's like oh shit, you accidentally created the dark timeline. Right, exactly. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Like, you drove Dawn out, and you introduced this, like, new figure of chaos. Oh, fuck. Claudia's in seventh grade now for no reason. Oh, now she's back in the eighth grade. Stacy's a nerd. Stacy's, like, fucking, like, a crazy math genius. And she can't, she doesn't date boys anymore. She doesn't date boys anymore. The Hobarts disappeared into a fucking vortex, and then they're back. Maybe they're back. Who knows? Maybe, who knows? There's only a few books left, and it's all pure chaos now. Yeah, we don't need eyes. But this is like, Anne is trying so fucking hard. I think this is like a pretty, uh, this cracks open Amber Theory in a totally new way. She's not holding them back. She's desperately trying to move them forward, but she wants to move them forward perfect. She just keeps repeating them. Yeah, but it's not working, Anne. It's not working, Anne, and it's all going to end in fire. It does feel like cacophony. It feels like we're yeah. building towards like, just like fire. Yeah, it's like the spinning is going to get out of control at some point. There's just too much heat. There's too much energy Yeah, happening. Yeah. And eventually it's going to combust. It's going to combust. And I, like, I, it makes me see Anne in a new light, too, because I had seen her as this like kind of like sinister figure who was pulling all the strings. But in some ways, like with this vision, it's like this got out of her control and she's desperately trying to get it right. Well, and you know who we don't have to bail us out anymore? Who? Oh, sweet Peter Larangis. He's out. But yeah, somebody revealed I that saw to someone, I don't know who it was, a baby bee in the Baby Nation Facebook group. If you haven't joined it, join it. It's Baby Nation on Facebook. Yeah, it's very One good. One of the baby bees said that like there are no more main canon books penned by Pete. By sweet Peter Larangis, which is fucking terrifying to me. Well, like, we're we're flying without a safety net now. Yeah, is there, I want to, I haven't seen the movie, but I want to pull, like, a, a, a an apposite scene from Event Horizon. Is there an equivalent scene where they, like, go past the point where there's, like, no Pete Larangis anymore? Yeah, it's the scene where, um, uh, what's-his-face, the guy from Jurassic Park, they kind of go into a room and he's standing there and he's like monologuing and they like turn him around. And he doesn't have eyes. <laughs> you know? Does and he say like, anything in that moment? Yeah, he's like, hey, where, where we're going? going? Yeah. We don't need eyes. eyes. <laughs> where we're going, Baby Nation, we don't need Pete. Yeah. No, it's too late. <laughs> it's too late for Pete. Yeah. We don't need Pete anymore. Right. We just jettisoned that. It was holding the rocket ship back. Yeah. 
Let's just it's, let's get we, wild. We jettisoned, we jettisoned him, but we jettisoned yeah. him behind us so that yeah. we would fly into the event horizon even faster. Yeah. <laughs> let's just do this with Ellen fucking Miles. And, yeah, and the, and the entity. <laughs> yeah, and the entity. Yeah, that's perfect. And a dog, and a fucking sentient dog <laughs> who made a deal with somebody to like remove a child's eyesight. Anne's just like fuck it. Anne's like yeah. The scholastic lawyers were like, this is out of our hands now, man. <laughs> oh, Jackie. It was a yeah. sad book. Yeah, it was sad. I, I'm rooting for Deb. I liked her as a character a lot. I like that they introduced sight-impaired character. I hope that we see more of her. I like that they introduced a sight-impaired character and did not like... They didn't like to make fix her, her. Like a yeah. sweet Stony Brook character. Yeah, yeah totally. Like, she was very damaged in like a pretty like startling but refreshing way, especially yeah. I imagine for thirteen-year-old girls in nineteen ninety-seven. Yeah, totally. Yeah, it was a it was a cool it was a cool move. Um, uh, but it was sad, and that's the perfect segue to my next question, Jack. Okay. Yes. Did you cry? Oh, did I cry, Jack? Did you cry? Did I have a? <gasps> Dear Didn't, so, huh? No, Didn't get you. I had something that I almost wrote down. No, I think for me, like, I didn't cry just because it's, like, so intense and dark. But for me, the, like, the one thing that stood out was what I already mentioned, which is Deb, like, turning to Christy and being like, I don't even remember the last thing that I saw before the light went out. Oh, yeah. Sonic hentai. And it was Sonic hentai, and that, like, yeah. Right. You were about to cry, and then she's like, I guess maybe it was Sonic hentai. Yeah, and then, yeah, yeah. And then it's, like, you know, an hour, like, down that that rabbit hole. (laughs) (laughs) I saw my my vision was fading. I was just like, one more image, one more image. There's a lot of crying, but it's not the kind of crying we're talking about. Yeah. Uh, Uh, Mine is, and mine is actually, weirdly enough, depicted on the cover of this book. (laughs) (laughs) Thank you, Hodges. Would you care to read it for us? This is Toby, and my name is Jim. Is Toby your first guide dog? I asked Jim. Yes, he said. Toby and I, we've been together for four years. Toby changed my life. Toby goes to the office with me. We go out to dinner. We go to movies. Together, Toby and I can do anything. Jim told us about meeting Toby for the first time when he went to the Guide Dog Foundation. <laughs> Sorry. I know I just undercut my own tearful moment by accidentally saying Guide Dong God, Foundation. if I had said Guide Dong by accident in the middle of a tearful moment, we it would be like 20... You would like never let me hear the fucking end of it. And I was just like, oh, I'll let him correct it. We'll fix it in editing. <laughs> guide Dong. He said Guide Dong in the middle of a tearful moment. <laughs> But you couldn't let it go. You're like, I could see like your eyes almost went in different directions as you're like, I really want to finish this because it's a really sad moment. But on the other hand, I just said, guide dong. (laughs) I just sat back and let you do it to yourself, man. Let you just sit in that. (laughs) I'm going to, I'm going to go to the guide dong foundation. Maybe when you we, should take a trip to the Guide Dog Foundation. When we went to the Guide Dog Foundation to be trained, it was the best day of my life, he said. <laughs> I bet it was. <laughs> I fucking bet it was. 
<laughs> so that's my tearful moment. <laughs> Okay, well, <laughs> I did my best. Yeah. Sometimes your best just doesn't cut it, Baby Nation. This has been a free commercial for the Guide Dong Foundation, <laughs> Baby Nation. <laughs> it the best day of your fucking life. Oh, All boy. right, Jackie. <clears throat> I feel like we really thumped this melon, huh? Yeah, we thumped the melon. Um, what about if we get the fuck out of here? Yeah. Um, thank you for bearing with us. Tanner, thank you for being here. My pleasure. Uh, Baby Nation, Buy our merch. It's out of pre-order now. You can just it's buy in, it. It's in o- order. It's in What's, order. It's good. There's a great fucking B theory shirt. There's good. a great. Bread and Jack theory is still shirt. beating me by one pin. Please, oh. someone, please, 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 have mercy on me and buy one Tanner pin. No, baby nation, buy one more Jack pin. Don't it, don't buy one more because that would make him up by two, and that he, would just Tanner kill likes me. it. Come on. It's, we got it. We got to do this. We got to do this. We got to get past the post on this one. Uh, to vote for parallel construction and buy a I Jack Shepherd pin. That's not even parallel construction. They, you would need to buy an I Jack Shepherd and I Tanner Green Ring pin. I but that doesn't could. exist. Yeah, thanks to you. That's it, right? Baby Nation. My name is Tanner Green Ring. This week, we read a book that was called Christy Thomas, the Dog Trainer. Next week, we're going to be reading a book called. Stacy's ex-boyfriend. Sam? Brewdoggy. Oh, Brewdoggy. That's what I think. I'd love to get a little hot Brewdoggy injection. Yeah, I'm getting the vibe that it's going to be another very special episode. Oh, no. Yeah. We're going to get into this next week. We don't want to speculate now. We think it's Brewdoggy. Maybe it's Sam. Stacy's got a lot of exes. Sam. What about... um, Toby? Toby, nice, nice memory. Toby, the 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 painter dude from uh, New from York, Sea City. Oh no, 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 no! I'm talking about the boy she kissed in the love tunnel at Sea City. Oh my goodness, yeah, she kissed that boy in the love tunnel. But that then, was Toby. Then there was the dude. I can't remember his name, but the dude up in. I remember uh, he was very handsome. A very very handsome. He was like, uh, he's like a couple years older. Right. That uh, was right before the dark timeline. That was right before the dark timeline. I can't remember his name, but he was cool as hell. He had a lot of promise, but then like Anne plunged us into this yeah. nightmare universe. And then there's Austin Bentley. She dated Austin Bentley for a hot minute. I mean, who hasn't? <laughs> Am I right? right? Yeah. It gets around. Yeah. Okay. Um, I'm going to go. Baby Nation. This week, I have been Jack Alexander Shepard. Uh, my name is Tanner Greenring. And you have been Tanner Greenring. This week, Baby Nation, please don't forget to round off the corners in your bedroom, drown all your dolls, call your senator, and demand your right to bear time, and don't forget to let Daddy love you as much as I do. Baby Nation, remember the Delaney's. Well, you do remember Ben Hobart, so... Yeah. We're just going to take that one out. Ben Hobart's back, yeah. He's back. And take your dream horse through that maze. Claudia's wearing a bra now, and the way she talks... You would think that boys had just been invented. created the event horizon to reach the stars. 
she's gone much, much farther than that. That was a HeadGum Podcast. <laughs>